Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a very special SummerSlam preview edition of the Wrestling with Wrestling podcast, uh, often referred to as your favorite wrestling podcast. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. I am your forever host, Matthew Two Sweet Glaze. I'm joined by the most incredible tag team partner I could ever have. He may not be a twin, but he's close to it. Greg the Hammer Alexander. Greg, how are you feeling oozy today? I'm feeling really oozy today. Feeling real oozy a day. Had to get off of a shit, a, a, a overnight shift. Got two hours of sleep. Told the people, um, I got to give the people what they want. <laughs> uh, two hours of sleep on 24 hours of being up. So I haven't done this since probably college. So, <laughs> And he wasn't studying what he was doing. Let me tell you that. Part, I folks. was not. <laughs> Uh, Greg, well, hey, man, we are recording this Saturday morning before SummerSlam. SummerSlam is going to kick off in about six or seven hours from now as we sit here recording. We wanted to get our predictions out for the show. We wanted to lay out our thoughts of what we think is going to happen so that we can see how wrong we are and prove how little we actually know about wrestling uh, when it comes to it. Greg, I, I got to tell you off, off the top here, I'm pretty pumped for this SummerSlam. I think it's going to be a great show. I think there's potential for like... Seven out of the eight matches to absolutely steal the show. How about you? How are you feeling right now? What's the temperature in the Alexander House? Oh my gosh, I'm so ready for SummerSlam. SummerSlam to me is almost like WrestleMania because you we always have huge returns <laughs> and and newcomers coming up big and moments. we have yeah big moments and SummerSlam is almost. It's it's got to be number two right underneath WrestleMania. It's absolutely number two, Greg. In my mind. And some people have even said in the past that really SummerSlam is like the smart mark WrestleMania because mm. you, you have, you know, WrestleMania is the biggest show. They want to put their most marketable stars out there. They want to try, attract as many people as they possibly can. SummerSlam has historically felt like it's the time where they try stuff, you know, like... Mm. You think about a couple of years ago when they started trying the Daniel Bryan experiment or the CM Punk experiment of the summertime. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins had massive summer sands in the past. Uh, you know, some of the greatest of all time have had big moments. You think about The Rock, so many moments at SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar, uh, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, Triple H. All these guys have massive moments at SummerSlam. And I think it's going to be a night where we see some other massive moments for new stars and even some of the old stars too. Mm. Greg, before we get into SummerSlam, there's a little bit of news we need to cover outside of the ring. Go ahead and lead us off with our first little news article. All right. So a little bit of news that we are hearing from, actually you brought to the table about Vince McMahon. I've got two things on on him, uh, this being the one that you brought. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, was painted for the same... Uh, the same thing that he mm-hmm. got suspended for, um, what a year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah, just about a year ago. This is this is seeming to kind of rear its head now. Greg, the story is that no one knew about this publicly until WWE did their most recent quarterly report. Where of course they bring it, they put all their investors on a speaker call, on a conference call. They tout all their success, and they were saying things like. WrestleMania brought $2 billion to Los Angeles in the revenue of the year. Oh, by the way, Vince McMahon has been subpoenaed this past year, but this is going to the next thing. And so it's it's a real surprise. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think, honestly, Greg, much is going to come of it. I think we'll probably see a very similar situation to what we found this past go around with this investigation from the board's angle. Always, always the potential for more to happen. Um I don't really know if I, I think at this point, Greg, it's it's way too early, and I don't think we're going to know anything for a long time on this mm-hmm. issue. What, what's the other news on Vince McMahon, Greg? Yeah, so uh, of course, Vince McMahon he had a uh, spinal surgery, and the surgery lasted probably about five hours. Uh, Dang, is what I'm hearing. That's a that's a long time to be to be under, and that might be the longest he's slept in seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just any anesthesia will will help with that. So, um, and we're not really knowing when he's going to return to uh, return to Endeavor, and so it's just with with the investigation going on and this, is it time to just hang it up? <laughs> oh, Greg, it's never time for Vince McMahon to hang it up. <laughs> if there's, I, I if think- there's one thing we know for sure, he will. He's going to have to be in the ground. And even still, I'm going to wait at least five days afterwards to confirm he might pull might pull a Jesus or a Lazarus. 
<laughs> and ha- have have another another great Undertaker comeback. He'll have, you know, he'll, have a, he'll have a second star of his career. He'll have the uh, like when Sean came back from his back surgery and he yeah. came back better than ever five years later. That's what Vince is going to do. Vince is going to die. He'll be gone for like a year just sleeping, and he's going to rise up and have another fifty year long run. <laughs> It's 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 insane to think about Vince McMahon to have all these allegations going on, and on top of that, you're having spinal surgery. Yeah, that that well, Greg, he's I, I almost seventy eight years old. I wonder if the spinal surgery is not okay. So I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in the nineties, Vince was indicted by a federal jury on his alleged selling of steroids to his athletes. Uh, of course, the whole ICO Pro scandal. Um, and if you remember, if have you ever seen pictures of him in the courtroom, he was mm-hmm. wearing this massive neck brace because he had just had <laughs> neck surgery. And everyone swears up and down that he did that entirely for sympathy from the jury, from the, from the judge <laughs> as well. I would not be surprised if Vince isn't kayfabe right now. And that back surgery is a total root, like, or that Vince is so crazy that he forced a doctor to perform back surgery on him. So it would be legit, but he actually didn't need back surgery. They just went in there and for no reason fooled around for five hours uh, and then sewed him back up just so he could wear a massive brace when he goes to court and have sympathy points. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't know. I don't think any malpractice like that. I've seen. I've seen a lot of. Uh, I don't I've put. Heard a lot I don't put anything past Vince McMahon. I don't put anything <laughs> past that. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to hear more, actually, about that story, mm-hmm. um, I've. I was listening to uh, Theo Vaughn. He's a fantastic oh, comedian. Yeah. yeah. On he's got a podcast called This Past Weekend. He had uh, the Hulkster on there, uh-huh. and if you want to catch that. It's this past weekend with uh, Hulk Hogan, and you'll get to hear some fantastic stories that uh, Hulk Hogan gets gets to tell. And you'll find more about Ric Flair and uh, that uh, investigation with uh, Vince McMahon. So it's fantastic, uh, fantastic interview on that podcast. Greg, what was the over under on how many times Hogan uses the term brother? In that oh, podcast? my God. Yeah. Is it over 50? Oh, no, it's it's way, way under. He, he maybe maybe two, maybe two times. Oh, he drew, <laughs> he's calmed down on the brethren, huh? I guess yeah. after you get accused of being racist, you can't use that word anymore. <laughs> hey, brother. I, I, I mean that, I I mean that was... in a respectful way, brother. I don't mean it in a racial way. I, I mean, you're like, we're brothers, you know. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. <laughs> Is is it was one one of the best one of the best uh, podcast interviews I've I've seen in a, in a long time featuring a WWE star. So that's really cool. I'll check it out. I haven't listened to that. One. I did listen to some parts of Logan Paul interviewing Seth Rollins about mm. two or three weeks ago at this point, <laughs> and I thought it was really good. Honestly, I've de- I thought that mm-hmm. Seth Seth was very Seth is really good of walking that line between storyline and real life and doing mm-hmm. it in a convincing way. So. I thought it was really good. Good. There's great podcasts all around. Obviously, none better than the wrestling wrestling podcast. But if you ever get tired of listening to us, there's other great ones out there too. But uh, Greg, yep. anything else outside the ring, man? Uh, yeah, a couple more things. Uh, so just now that came in uh, through Bleacher Report, uh, Big E has several doctors that have told him to never wrestle again. Mm. So yeah, I'll, what Big E's been doing? He's uh, he's featured. And uh, WWE appearances such as uh, Family Feud mm-hmm. and, of course, Up, Up, Down, Down with yeah. Xavier Woods. Uh, during his time off, he's been traveling with uh, Titus O'Neil, working with uh, WWE relations such as uh, Connor's Cure and other WWE special appearances. Uh, but he is open to doing commentary, what what we're hearing from uh, from him. And so he's perfectly healthy he's doing fine he's you know he's at he's i was reading quotes from him and i believe he said whenever he was 27 because he's been he's been doing this since he was 27 Mm. and he said at one point in time he believed that uh he was okay with uh with with dying in the ring and then now yeah and now not so much he's he's glad he's healthy which it's to have having a uh, what I think I think it's like C one and C six on his uh, spine uh, mm-hmm. to be uh, fixed up and you know and having surgery on that, that that's a that's a pretty huge um, 
pretty big deal, especially with uh, getting thrown around all the time. So yeah. he's he is opening he is open to doing uh, WWE uh, other other stuff with WWE, such as commentary. So hopefully we can see him soon. I mean, Greg, he's such an incredible personality. Now he's not, I've never thought of Biggie as a great talker in the sense of a mm-hmm. traditional promo. That doesn't mean he wouldn't be a great uh, play by play guy or even a great color commentary guy. I feel like that's something that's definitely something for him to explore. We've seen many wrestlers transition to the commentary booth afterwards and go on to have <laughs> illustrious careers doing just, I think about obviously one of the most notable being Jerry, the King Lawler uh, from his, from, I mean, I we know Jerry the King Lawler more as a commentator than we ever think about him as the old Memphis uh, World Heavyweight Champion. So I would love to see it o- overall. Like we've always said with Biggie, we just care about him being healthy and happy and, and living a f- living the fullest life he could possibly ever live. So you hope to see that happen, whatever way it does. It's a, it's it hurts to think about never getting to see him wrestle again because he was so entertaining. Even mm-hmm. even just from the the goofy antics that they would do as the new day that was so entertaining of course he was a good wrestler who always rose to moments i felt like um but you know you just want to be happy and healthy so i i I support whatever biggie wants to do oh yeah absolutely i think we're seeing more of that now with the way times have changed since even since um the attitude era and the golden age era of wrestling where you saw a lot of guys just shooting up steroids and coming to the ring. And it that, I believe that that was a, a huge thing. And now we're seeing wrestlers actually care about their bodies because they're seeing now that they're longtime icons and, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my, my, my little boy's walking in now. Uh, seeing their you know, favorite icons just like mold into mold into like mold into mush, and like they're and they're the brain is it's such an important organ in your body that you need to protect. And we don't know how much you know how much we actually we need our brains, and we need to you know protect it. So it's good to see these superstars actually caring about their bodies. Well, Greg, I'll tell you just from a medical standpoint, a thousand percent you need your brain. Uh, you don't work without it. So it's, it's certainly important to protect that. I mean, Greg, you're absolutely right. We we have had generations of not even just the steroid use, but you think about the painkiller epidemics we've had mm-hmm. in wrestling. So many of our favorite legends died because of overdosing on pain medication mm-hmm. or accidents related to taking pain medication. And so to see our wrestlers today just be smarter about about their life and about their long-term health but also too i think it's it's credit to what wwe has created that you know if you were in the 90s and you couldn't wrestle that that meant there was no other avenue for you to really get paid in the wrestling company and maybe you didn't have a lot of transferable skills to other places of work but now the way WWE has developed into this multimedia conglomerate of all these different options and all the charitable work they do and all the uh, public relations work that they do. There's so many more options for wrestlers to to earn a living, to earn a steady paycheck, to earn uh, a, not just a living, but a comfortable living and, and to do what they to be close to what they love, even though it's not costing their body long term. I mean. You think about a guy like Jason Jordan, who came in as a young star, was an incredible athlete. Uh, I don't think he's over 30 at this point, Greg. He's incredibly Mm -hmm. young, and he has had injuries that have forced him to say that wrestling may not be his future in the ring, but he's parlayed that to becoming an incredible agent for matches, put together some of the better matches in the past couple of years. And so that's the beauty of wrestling. Now. That's, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of, of and this is why we want wrestling to continue to grow, right? Is because as, as the rising tide of WWE raises up, all the ships are raised with it. There's more opportunities to make money. There's more opportunities to provide for your family. Obviously, there's all the other issues about uh, health insurance and and all the different things that we could go on and on about when it comes to wrestling. But overall, the growth that we've experienced over the past 30 years has been nothing but a blessing for people who love this sport, have given so much to it, but their bodies just can't do the actual 
sport of it anymore. So I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that there's options for him out there. Greg, any other news before we get into SummerSlam? Yeah. So uh, could we? Uh, well, I, I did watch the uh, Roman Reigns and Stephen A. Smith uh, interview. Oh, Talk my about it, Gregory. <laughs> Was Stephen A. Smith too aggressive in that interview? No, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I, Greg, I started sitting there thinking to myself, like, who is the superstar that Stephen A. Smith could manage against Roman and Paul Heyman? And what would those promos be like? Because Stephen A. Smith gets it. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's a smart dude. And he's obviously a fantastic talker. He does it more than anybody in the world, I think, at this point. Um, Greg, everything about that was so good. The, uh-huh. Honestly, the only part that was a little bit low was kind of Roman in the whole thing. Like, uh-huh. like Paul came out shooting when he said, screw Bobby, the brain Heaton and he's dead. I'm the greatest of all time. Like I just about fell out of my seat watching how that was. I was so amazed at what was being said there. Uh, I mean, everything about it was so good. What were your thoughts, Greg? I, I, the only thing I hated about that interview Whoever works for ESPN needs to be fired for those pictures that they put on the on the on oh the yeah those order were, those were terrible those were so old outdated pictures and yeah. on top of that they use an old WWE summer like two years old WWE SummerSlam uh, promo pic and they're yeah, showing it, Roman Reigns as uh, as the big dog yeah and we're, not we're, the wearing Chiefs. the bulletproof vest and everything that was. Yeah, Greg, that's a good call. That was my one gripe with the with the actual production of it. Of like, do they not have more current pictures? They could WWE has pictures galore of everything. They yeah. have so many, so much digital media they could have given them. Did uh, not do any type of research of what Roman Reigns looks like. Just Googled Roman Reigns, and yeah, that's that was the first picture that those were the first couple pictures that popped up. Like he doesn't even look like that now. No. It would have been better if they would have had like his slick back hair with oh yeah the uh, with the with, I don't even know what the heck those the even with puka, the su- even puka with the shells su- yeah even with the suit on he would have looked that yeah. would have been a good picture. Uh, I did like that they found his old I believe it's Georgia Tech where he mm-hmm. played ball in college. So, like I thought that was pretty cool to have to yeah. show that part of it. But you're right. I mean the fact that they had him in the bulletproof vest. Uh, the quote-unquote bulletproof vest that was just a t-shirt and all that was just so embarrassing yeah uh, i thought it just was- feels like it just feels like it was it was thrown together like last second where they just handed someone this this project like oh by the way roman reigns is coming on the and they're like who oh okay exactly. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> That was definitely a, like a who when they said Roman Reigns is coming moment right there. Yeah. The other thing I thought was a little bit uh, suspect was Roman Reigns is top five NFL team list. I was really disappointed to see the quality of list. The fact that he put the 49ers in number one was an absolute travesty over the Chiefs, uh, obviously over our heart and soul, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I was just I was disappointed, to say the least, in Roman Reigns' picking abilities. Uh, Also, that felt like the most like Roman doesn't watch football moment I've ever seen. The fact that he didn't know, and I think it's a big production thing, they, they, just, they didn't really prep him that well. Like, I don't yeah. think he knew what the list was going into it. I don't think he had a lot of say in the list. I think they just yeah. kind of put one together because he was like, and my number three, what what is my number three? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay okay i see what's happening here but no it was it was great and i i love that espn gives wwe opportunities to go on the Mm -hmm. show and to promote i mean triple h has been on there before uh different superstars have been on there before i it does nothing but help the company to get over you you put them on Mm -hmm. you know the most watched sports talk show on national television every single day it's only going to do positives for the company so yeah big shout out to to Stephen A. Smith and ESPN for letting that happen, and of course to to Roman and Paul for going on there and, and just working them, working them the whole yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. It's just super exciting to to see that because used to I believe uh, you heard like a WWE superstar going on ESPN, you, and they're just like no prep. Like I mean, just just like this is it's like no prep, and they're like they don't really they give two craps about who it was on there. It's yeah. just it, it was just embarrassing. Now it's. It's a little bit better, but now I think they need to work out the product a little bit better between ESPN and WWE. 
yeah, certainly could have done for a little more prep on for Roman's part as he got on the show. But yeah, I think the biggest thing about it is that they go on the show, they do it, and no one's like winking or or laughing about the fact that it's a restaurant there. Like he looks like he belongs on there, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Greg, you ready to talk SummerSlam? Let's talk about SummerSlam, man. Get the biggest picture. party of the summer coming to us from Detroit, Michigan at Ford Field. As far as I've heard, they have sold out. Now, I don't think they're going to seat the entire stadium uh, when it comes to it, but they have sold out all their tickets that I think they hope to sell. It's a stat card, Greg, but also a slim card. I, this is one of the things I love about Triple H is that like we don't have shows that have... 12 or 15 matches on this is an eight match card that's a mm-hmm. really good thing that's going to be able to get through it at a quick quick enough pace but also give us enough time to tell some good stories so greg let's start at the bottom and we're going to work our way up here i'm going to i'm going to maybe kind of move around some of these matches i don't, I don't like the order we have here but the first match i want to talk about is the slim jim SummerSlam battle royal this is a last minute addition uh to the card I think, honestly, this is a match that was put in as a replacement for Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, which they're going to wait and do next week because they're going to be in Winnipeg and Raw, I believe it is. So, mm-hmm. like a Slim Jam, uh, SummerSlam Slim Battle Jam. Slim Jam. I can talk. Slim Jam. Wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> the Slim Jam. Slim Jam. Uh, Snap into a Slim Jam. <laughs> the Macho Man, Randy Savage Memorial Slim Jam Battle Royal. That's what we're going to call it. Uh, Greg, let me lead you, read you off the confirmed entrance so far. We have Austin Theory, Ridge Holland, Butch, Luke Gallows, The Miz, AJ Styles, Santos Escobar, Matt Riddle, Grayson Waller, Karrion Cross, Chad Gable, Otis, Shinsuke Nakamura, Tommaso Ciampa, Sheamus, and of course, the megastar, L.A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Greg, who do you see winning the battle royal for the Slim Jim Macho Man Randy Savage Memorial? I'm going to have to go with my boy L.A. Knight. I think this is absolutely <laughs> L.A. Knight's match to win. This is a moment for him on the card. Uh, you get the crowd rocking after he wins this. This will probably be one of the early things they do in the show, I imagine, uh, just to get the crowd fired up. They Everybody loves L.A. Knight right now. He's... You know, it's it it is his gimmick, but he is kind of a, becoming a little bit of a megastar right now, mm-hmm. and the crowd is loving him. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with L.A. Knight as well for this match, Greg. The next match I have honestly become more and more interested in as the weeks have gone on. They've done a great job promoting this. It is Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match at SummerSlam, Greg. Two months ago, you could not have gotten me to care at all about a Ronda Rousey Shayna Baszler match, but I think over time. Uh, they've done well. Obviously, it's not going to be the most important match on the show, but I do think that both of these ladies are going to go out there and work hard. They're friends, which means they usually kick the crud out of each other a lot harder uh, because they're friends. And so I think it's going to be a real physical encounter. Um, and I'm going to go Shayna Baszler getting the win here on this match. What about you? I am so terrified for this match because I don't want it to be I don't want it to be bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going Shayna Baszler on this one, but this match alone, they, WWE has done stuff like this before, and it did not work out at all. Mm, I don't know, Greg. I kind of think that the fight pit that Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle did mm-hmm. about a year ago, I thought yeah. that was a good version of this. And hopefully, yes. if this match is more like that than it is mm-hmm. anything else, I think it'll be a success. But what, what were you going to say? I'm just hoping that there's not I know that they're gonna have to pull punches, but I don't want it to be I don't want it to be fake. And I think Ronda Rousey is is bad about about pulling the punches a little too much. If if they still try to play kayfabe and like you said, pull punches everything, like I am totally fine. Obviously it's gonna be scripted. Every every match has a script to it at some level. But let them actually be physical. Like, let the kicks really land. Let the elbow shots. I mean, these these two women are fantastic, legit fighters. They can take mm-hmm. a hit. Uh, 
and I think they're friends. I think it's going to be something akin to what they might have done a thousand times in a sparring match as they train for mixed martial arts matches. So mm-hmm. if it if it leans more towards the realism, I think it's going to be fantastic. But you're mm-hmm. right. If if they if they hold fast to the wrestling classics of the the false punches and the you know really choreographed spots, I think that's where they might get in trouble. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's more like a sparring a sparring match than it is um, a, a wrestling match. Yeah, traditional uh, wrestling the, match. Yeah, tradi- totally yeah traditional. Yeah, I totally agree, Greg. This next match, it's going to be a wrestling match, but they're going to hit the crap out of each other. It's going to be Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. Greg, I ugh, this is a hard one for me to pick mm-hmm. right here, man. I because because okay. If if Gunther wins, that's fine. Gunther continues to be an incredible champion, have this re- legacy run. But what do you do with Drew McIntyre at that point? I have mm-hmm. some thoughts about what you could do, and we'll talk about them more as, as the show, as this prediction goes on. Mm, I'm going to go with Gunther for this match. I'm going to go with mm. Gunther. Oh, man. Um, I think I'm going to have to go... I think I'm gonna have to go Drew McIntyre. I think this is this is gonna be his his round to, to get the okay. Intercontinental title. I think it's a good pick. I think there's nothing wrong with going with Drew McIntyre here. I think it's of all the competitors Gunther has gone against in recent months, outside of his match in the UK against Sheamus, I think this is the most likely we are we're gonna see for a while that Gunther could actually lose the championship here. Uh Greg, we're gonna move on to another match that is Gonna be the opposite of what we talked about so far. The last two matches have been hyper real. This next match is going to be sports entertainment to the max. It's going to be Ricochet versus Logan Paul. There are going to be insane flips. There are going to be insane moments because these two are hyper athletes who who know how to control their body incredibly well. Mm. Greg, who do you have for this match? I'm gonna have to go Ricochet. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't see Logan Paul getting getting out of this one. I think this one's gonna be super physical, and they're gonna have a ton of high spots in mm-hmm. in this one. The only thing that makes me go Logan is the fact that he has lost really almost all of his matches for a while. Ever since he fought Roman. In mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, I think he's lost every match. He lost against Roman. He lost against Seth. He didn't win Money in the Bank. I kind of think they might be at a point where they're going to give him a win because mm-hmm. you have to give him a win every now and then. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't know what kind of plans they have long term for Ricochet to make me think that he needs the win right here. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, I'm going to grit my teeth. And I'm going to say I think Logan Paul is going to win this match here. But I do think it's going to be a fun match no matter what. Oh, yeah. I'm interested in this next match, Greg, because I really don't know who is going to win it. And I don't know, even if I think I know who's going to win it, I don't think that person may walk out with the title. So, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair, a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship Greg, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to make my pick first. I'm going to tell you what I think is really going to happen. I'm going to pick Charlotte to win this match somehow. Either she cheats or she just gets lucky and catches somebody at the right moment. But I'm going to go Charlotte to win the match. Greg, what about you? Who do you have winning the match? I'm going to have to go Oscar retaining. Okay. But I believe... EO Sky is going to cash in. Okay, so you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. I I was thinking too. And, and as I thought about it more, I thought that I think Asuka is the one I would want. If if Asuka retains, then I definitely want EO to cash in because I really mm-hmm. want an Asuka and EO uh, program mm-hmm. to, go in, to go through the fall. But if Charlotte or Bianca wins, I really kind of hope that she doesn't cash in. Mm-hmm. Only, only because I don't know that I want to see Bianca versus Io or Charlotte versus Io. I want to see Charlotte and Bianca. That's the match I want to see. Um, I think that's a. I think that's the match that everyone wants to see because they so. they fought each other over in Japan, and I, I believe that they they know each other very very well enough oh, to yeah. to put on a great match. And I think that Charlotte and Bianca will eventually put on a great match too. I do think that Charlotte and Bianca is definitely a Rumble match, or mm-hmm. sorry, not, not Rumble, a WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, Bianca has had success against all the other uh, four horsewomen, except for Charlotte. She hasn't fought her yet in a one-on-one match. So that's the one scalp remaining on for her on her wall of championship scalps. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah, I'm going to roll with Charlotte here, though, to get the win and to continue a program going forward of her and Bianca. But uh, And I think you've got Oscar there with, of course, an EO cash-in. Yep. I, I think the EO cash-in is very much at a, a, a strong probability on mm-hmm. this show. All right, Greg, let me go here to our next fight. Let's, let's go this one here. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar 3, the, the rubber match between the two. They had a match at Backlash. They had a match at Night of Champions. I believe it was their second match. Now this is the rubber match. Who do you have between these two? Hmm. I'm, ooh. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go Brock Lesnar on this one. Wow. Okay. I thought for sure. I'm, I mean, I think Cody is the favorite to win this match for sure. What do you, do you, does that seem like a fair enough pick to you? Oh yeah. I I think it's, I think it's fair enough to to say that Cody, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go Brock Lesnar on, on it because it, I think, I think Cody right now is bulletproof enough to, to take another loss. You know what I think too, Greg? I think they have to cool Cody off for a while. I think that Cody can't stay as hot as he is right now mm-hmm. without giving him the title. And I don't want to give him the title right now. Mm-hmm. So Greg, I'm going to go Brock Lesnar too. And I'm going to go Brock Lesnar for the hope that it sends Cody on this spiral downward mm-hmm. of like, he loses his confidence. He has to work himself back up. He doesn't feel like he's worthy of a championship <laughs> match. Uh, I would love that more than a simple Cody Rhodes win. But I have to say, I do think that as much as my heart wants Brock Lesnar, win, I think that Cody will probably walk out with a W. I think the better story is in Brock winning. Greg, let me give you this, this thought. I had this earlier today. You know how we all say that Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. I think, I think Brock Lesnar is Mr. SummerSlam. When you look Mm -hmm. back on the years, I can't think of another guy who's had bigger moments at SummerSlam than Brock Lesnar. What are your thoughts? Uh, Same here. I think whenever I think Brock Lesnar, I think SummerSlam. I think he has appeared in more SummerSlams than any other superstar has. I think he's had some of his biggest moments there for sure. Yeah. You, th- you think about obviously in absolutely two- in 2002, his first one he got he beat the he beat the champion The Rock. He won his first title at that time. He was the youngest superstar to ever do that. Uh, I always think back to and this is probably one of my favorite matches of all time is when Brock Lesnar actually absolutely dog walked John Cena at SummerSlam a couple of years ago. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite wrestling moments. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that Brock is certainly Mr. SummerSlam. And I think that man, like what if he comes out and just dog walks Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam tonight? Like mm. how incredible would that be? <laughs> that I think that would be I think that would be perfect. I think that would put uh, give Cody the the cooldown he needs mm-hmm. and then be able to build him back up and then have him win what uh uh and have him win Royal Rumble or or who or or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think he needs to I think they need to pump the brakes on Cody Rhodes right now. I absolutely agree. I think he's getting too hot that it's going to become a point where it's like, well, what are we doing with this guy? You know, and Mm -hmm. you definitely don't want that in your company. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, Greg, we got two more matches here. They are for the titles. We're going to go. We're going to go this one first. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. Greg, you know, a match that I'm going to be watching closely is this match right here. I am going to shock people when I say this. I know you're surprised. I really want Finn Balor to win this match. <laughs> oh I, know, I, know you, I know you didn't see that coming right now. I know I really swerved you on that one. But uh, I, I would love nothing more. You talk about, you talk about Brock Lesnar dog walking Cody Rhodes. I want to see Finn Balor dog walk Seth Rollins right out the arena, have his whole crowd chant whoa, 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 Finn's just beating the crud out of him. That's what I want. That's that's what that's what Christmas means to me, Gregory. That's what Christmas means to me right there. I want just, nothing more than to see just, Finn destroy Seth Rollins uh, in just, this match. 
Well, tell me how you really feel. Well, you know, Greg, I, I thought you'd be surprised that I would feel this way. I know this probably feels like a little bit of a heel turn on my part, but it's how I feel. Dang it. It's how I feel. Uh, just the just the build up for for that. Like, I'm not for sure who I want to win here. Oh, I want Finn Balor to dog walk Seth Rollins and beat the living crap crud out of him. I, I would love I would love if, if Finn just swerved us all and brought the demon character out tonight, even though he hasn't hinted at it so far. Right. And, and then just absolutely obliterates him. Like oh, just yeah. Obli- I would love, honestly, Greg, if they... I thought about this this week. What if they recreate the SummerSlam moment from years ago, but flip it, of like Finn does the buckle bomb to the outside on Seth, and they play up the injury angle on Seth, Mm-hmm. And, and this gives you a chance to kind of write off Seth, let him get a little bit of rest. I've heard, I've heard he's injured. I heard he needs a little bit of time off. Write him off for a while. Make Finn look like a killer at mm-hmm. this show. Uh, and just like savagely beat on that shoulder for, you know, 10 minutes and then set him up for the coup de gras. Thank you. Come again. New heavyweight champion, Finn Balor. That's that's my pick, Greg. That's how I feel. Oh, yeah. I, I think... I think I know we've said this before, but this has got to be Finn Balor's moment. I think what they need to do, of course, they need to bring out the they need to bring out the demon this mm-hmm. this time around. We've already had one mm-hmm. one match where it, he came out as Finn Balor. Yeah. Bring out the demon this time. Bring him out and him just out. and just obliterate obliterate Seth Rollins at this at this moment. I love I love Seth, but. I, but Finn needs a championship, and it's been a long run without one. Mm-hmm. It's it's been too long, Greg. In, in the words of Tip Williams, "Bring him out, bring him out." That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we're both going to roll with Finn here. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Greg. Last match on the card, arguably the biggest match for some people. I mean, we we all know where my heart stands. That the last match is the biggest match on my card, but Roman Reigns. Versus Jay main event. Put some respect on his name. Main event Jay Uso for the let me let me get this right. So there's so many words. The undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship and recognition of tribal chief and what is being labeled as a tribal combat match. Of course, listener at home, if you're confused about tribal combat, it's essentially a no disqualification match. Uh, anything goes. Probably going to be a whole lot of shenanigans. Um, Greg, I do want to say off the top part, I hope they don't give this match too much time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like recently a lot of Roman matches have been very long. Uh, you know, 30-minute matches, 20-plus-minute matches. And Roman doesn't wrestle a style that necessitates that long of a match. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they tell great stories. But I feel like if they condensed it down to, like, a 20-minute match tops, that would be a fantastic moment. And um, all right, Greg, I want to hear, hear your pick first. Well, first off, let's not forget about there's no champion's advantage Mm-hmm. to this match so no dq and no count outs it's very true basically yeah so it's i think what they're doing here i was so confused about the whole when they say tribal combat and they they didn't explain it for like a couple of weeks and it's like well what's a tribal combat match like Rick, I, I want you to know i pictured <laughs> in my mind i pictured black panther at the uh, the scene by the waterfalls there with oh yeah with the with, uh was it Michael B Jordan and Chadwick Boseman that's the scene I pictured for Tribal mm-hmm. Combat I was like oh man they're gonna do this really cool like uh what's the word you know like the the movie cin- the cinematic match that they've done in the past <laughs> they're gonna have wow. Ro- Roman out there beating on his chest with a spear and stuff <laughs> it's gonna be incredible uh, I don't I think, think they're gonna they- do that. I think they need to dress up the ring just a little bit to to signify the uh, lineage of uh, Samoans mm-hmm. for for this match. I, I don't want it to be I don't want it to be cheesy. I want it to be just mm. this just awesome looking just 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 tasteful. I want it to be just tasteful. tasteful tasteful. I wouldn't even mind honestly if they put them in more tribal regalia. You know, like if they if they came out and I don't know, maybe some kind of form of a shorter tight with like a mm-hmm. kind of almost like a, a very Hawaiian Polynesian type of uh, mm-hmm. 
skirt is the wrong word, but you know, like almost like a kilt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. think something like that could look really cool. Uh, I do think at this point, Greg, I, I think that. Uh, I I think this is Roman's match right here. I think they're not going to give it to Jay just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jay has proven over these past few weeks that he is more than capable of eventually being a champion. But I don't think the moment is right here. Um, I think he's certainly getting the reaction you want from the crowd. It could be a little bit bigger. You, know, you think about how big mm-hmm. a reaction Seth or Cody gets. Like I think it could be a little bit louder. I think that's a little bit of a concern. But Overall, I think it's just not his time. I, you know, Greg, I've laid out my theory from a long time ago of like, mm-hmm. I want him to lose right here. I want him to to build himself back up. I want him to go to Royal Rumble to win the Rumble and to go on to WrestleMania and get the title from Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I really want to see. Greg, what, I, what I'm interested in seeing, and I want to hear your thoughts here in a second after I say this part of what is the possibility? What on a scale let me just put a percentage point. What percentage are you at with the potentiality of a Damian Priest cash in in a match like mm. this? Oh man. Um, if there's a Damian Priest cash in on this, I think, I, I think it won't work out for Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be another Baron Corbin just missed opportunity for for him what if it oh here's a really fun thought greg what if it became a thing of damian priest does try to okay so roman wins the match clean as roman could ever win a match these days Mm -hmm. uh damian priest makes his way out to the ringside to cash in he's threatening the cash in he he actually gives the briefcase up cash the, the the bell rings the match has begun and right at that moment, as he's about to like get him, Jay comes out of nowhere with a super kick. And that gives Roman the win over Damian Priest. And so it's like it, it builds in this tension again, right? Of like, well, well, dang, they just fought for 20 minutes and it's a blood, it's a massacre of a match. But Jay still has enough respect for Roman, even though he hates him right now. Mm-hmm. That he wouldn't let Damian Priest steal this moment from him mm-hmm. because he's because even though he can't stand him, he's still family. And, and Jay is like, no, I'm going to be the one to eventually take this off of you, not this, not this fool. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Roman down, no one else. Yeah, I I think I think that would be the move. I think if if they did that, it would be more tasteful than just Damian Priest coming in there mm-hmm. and just having a miss and just having a a, a missed opportunity against Roman. Or have I think that would actually be, winning it. Yeah, or or winning it. Yeah, that that would that would throw a huge chink in the chain. Of that, would, that would be the this, worst possible outcome in my oh, mind. Oh yeah, that, that would be terrible writing. Yeah. At this point, what Roman's number three of the mm-hmm. longest reign, reigning champions. You're right. So, do you not take do you not take the lineage off of Hulk Hogan and give Roman Reigns the number two spot? Nah, I think you, I mean, I, Greg, at this point, man, I would love for them to somehow get to the number one spot. I love for yeah. him to be the new Bruno. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, was it 15, uh, 1500, 1500 days? It's, for... it's, it's something insane like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he would get to, he wouldn't get to it by mania. I don't think. Mm-mm. No, no, it, it's uh, what, um, well, Mania is yeah. When, when's Mania? Uh, Mania is in April, April, but he is. Uh, you see, uh, let's see here. Longest championship reigns. All right, let's look it up here. Come on, come on, come on! Pausing for dramatic effect. Oh, interesting. That's weird. Uh, this list is not well organized that I found here. Okay. Is that the top one? Okay. Bruno's longest reign was from... This is insane, Greg. It was from May 17th, 1963 
to January 18th, 1971, which came in for a whopping total of 2,803 days. That's insane. Yeah, there's there's no way. For context, Roman is currently at... Roman is at... See, it's really weird because they put John Cena and CM Punk up here, but they're not even close. Roman's current reign is standing at about 1,042 days at the time of this article. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if he got to 1,500, that would be insane, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's not... He would have to go past Mania at this point to get to that point, mm-hmm. uh, which would be crazy to think about him still yeah. holding the title past this Mania as well. But crazier things have happened on this run. He- I don't. I don't see them going. I don't see them breaking uh, fifteen hundred. I don't see them breaking fourteen hundred days. Maybe they they go to Mania, and then do it do it there. But I don't. I don't see it. I, I don't see it going to two thousand days. That that to me is like insane. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, that's great. That's almost what eight years that Bruno yeah. was champion. I mean, but you you got, you got to remember back then that WWE, it it wasn't featured on, it was a whole whole different process. He, he probably wrestled four times that entire year, you know, so it's a whole different thing uh, from what Roman's doing right now. Roman's is obvious is honestly, in my opinion, way more impressive than what Bruno Bruno ever did. Mm -hmm. Uh, What any of those, what Bruno or Bob Backlund or Hulk Hogan ever did. Uh, Roman yeah. is more impressive because he's doing it in the modern social media era, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, Greg, one, all right, two last questions for you as before we get out of here. Um, all right, first question: What do you think is what's going to be your match of the night going in? What do you think is going to steal the show? Oh my gosh! Um, I think what I think the most rememberable moment and what we're going to be talking about is going to be ricochet and logan paul Mm, that's interesting just because just because yeah just because the the hype of of the match and they have they we're, we're still talking about the uh that that huge splash that they did together mm-hmm. in uh, Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. We're still talking about that, yep. and they they keep having moments together. So why 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 wouldn't we be talking about that next week? Yeah, I think you're, that's a good call by you, Greg. They're they're certainly going to have the craziest spot of the night. Mm-hmm. I think that's without a shadow of a doubt. Greg, my sleeper pick for match of the night is actually going to be. I'm going to go Drew and Gunther as my mm-hmm. sleeper pick for the match of the night. I think these two guys are going to have a match very much like what Sheamus and Gunther had uh, back at Clash of the Castle. So, and I think Drew has a little more explosion in him to do some bigger spots than what Sheamus mm-hmm. may normally do. So, I think it's going to have the chance to be a really good match. Um, you know, the, the match that my heart and soul is riding on is, of course, Finn <laughs> Balor versus Seth Rollins. And so, if that goes well, <laughs> everything else doesn't matter at that point. I mean, Damian Priest could cash in on Roman at that point. I wouldn't care. I'd still, I'd still think it is the greatest show that ever happened. Uh, yeah. Um, I had one more question for you before we get out of here. And that is, do you think we're going to see any surprise returns tonight? And if so, who? I think the answer is obviously, yeah, we'll see some, we'll see some kind of return. But the question is I, who? I think I, I had this on the, on the news. I believe this has been in talks and, with everything going on with uh, Grayson Waller, I think we will see a rock return because mm. of him not being in uh, him not working right now because of the uh, the SAG um, uh, the writers strike. Yeah, and I, I think that'll I think we'll see the Rock come up in SummerSlam, and he, he's made SummerSlam appearances before, so he certainly has. And I mean, SummerSlam is historically one of the bigger nights for returns when it comes to shows like this. Greg, I'm going to go, maybe something's going to catch you off guard here. What do you think about the fact of a Randy Orton return and the main event? He comes out after the bell rings and he punts Roman Reigns head off. Um, I say that because if you, if you've been following the news, Randy 
is kind of in a biggie territory of like doctors are saying it's probably not best to return, but it seems like Randy kind of wants to return mm-hmm. to the rink. He's just a, such an old school dude, but he he's doing his cardio. He's doing his weightlifting. They say he looks bigger than ever mm-hmm. because of all the weightlifting he's been doing, but he hasn't started taking bumps just yet. Uh, that seems to be kind of the next step in his progression back to the show. But I mean, he could run in there and, and do a punt real quick, mm-hmm. get in there, kick somebody in the head, get out of there, do the pose at the end kind of thing. Uh, and would be a very safe moment. The question would have to be is, is he healthy enough to come back after that? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to launch into a storyline very quickly. And yeah. he'd have to be ready to go pretty quick after that. So, uh, if he comes back, man, it's going to be electric if he does. If The Rock comes out, it's going to be electric if he does. The bottom line is SummerSlam is going to be an electric show. If you have Randy Orton come back, why not have a huge moment for Bray Wyatt to come back? And what better way to bring Bray Wyatt back than to have Randy Orton involved? Because they've had one of the greatest feuds that, that WWE has seen in, in a long time. Well, I mean, Greg, even if you want to do some real storytelling poetry, why not let Bray come out at the end and attack Roman the same way that Roman came out three years mm-hmm. ago and attacked Bray and called him a freak in a mask? I yeah. mean, what's what's more poetic than having that moment happen? And mm-hmm. that would get us pretty far down the road for like Survivor Series and things of that nature. That could get us pretty far down the road at this point. And so, uh, I mean, yeah, Bray could be a great one, too. Uh I think the moral of the story is SummerSlam is going to be awesome, and I can't wait it to is. watch it tonight. <laughs> and I can't wait to talk about it next week with you, Greg. Uh, Greg, tell you what, as you're watching it tonight, as you've got your Steve Weisers in your hand, as you've got the feet up on the ca- on the table, as your wife is telling you to clean your room, how about you keep wrestling with wrestling this week? That's right. Keep wrestling with wrestling, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, folks, for listening to us. Like and subscribe. Share us on app, on iTunes. Share us on Spotify. It helps us tremendously. Have a great week. Until then, deuces we out of here. Peace.